Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All About Health podcast. My name is George Overbeck, and I'm your host. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode today, whether you are watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming platform. Today's episode is going to be some tough love, maybe a good reminder that you need to hear. I often come up with these topics for podcasts, whether it's something that I'm going through currently in my life, whether it's something that you guys ask me to talk about, or if it's something that I am learning at the moment. And I would say that the topic for today is something that I am learning through the book that I'm currently reading. I'm reading Awaken the Giant Within by Anthony Robbins. His name is now Tony Robbins, but at that time he went by Anthony still. And there are so many good points in this book. There are so many different topics on how to improve yourself. But the one that really stuck with me and is something that I wanted to talk about on the podcast is the titles of today's podcast is why starting is the hardest part and how to overcome it. So that's going to be what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into that, we have our week in review. And I've got a few things that I want to chat about today, starting with number one, which is that I released the second Babe Cave choreography book this week. So if you have not heard of Ultimate Fit Dance, it is a fitness class that my mom and I and my sister and my dad teach on Facebook and we used to do it in person as well but it is in fit boots so the rebounding boots they take 80% of the impact off of your joints and it's a cardio workout and so we have been doing this workout for 10 years and we have choreographed dances that we do in these rebounding boots to different songs we have over 300 songs at least more are coming out all the time and i decided to with my mom's help to put all of these songs into a book so that people could do them from home without having to watch the video or to do the live video with us just in case you don't have good enough wi-fi or if you don't have your phone with you or something at that point or if you don't like looking at a screen when you're working out then having the book would be super helpful and so i came out with the first volume, which had 75 of our fit dance choreographies in it um, in the middle of July. And the second one was released this week and they are available on Amazon. So if you want to order one, you just go to Amazon, type in Babe Cave Choreography and it should show up there. It's available worldwide all around. So you can definitely find it. And if not, send me a message and I can send you the link. And even if you don't have any fit boots or kangoo jumps or rebounding boots at this moment, it is still a great workout to do just in your running shoes. It will be a very intense calf workout. I do have to warn you about that. But if you enjoy dancing and you want to include more dancing as a type of workout, then this would be a great resource for you to have. So that is the first thing that I wanted to mention that happened this week in the weekly recap. Next is that I started a new Instagram series called trying health foods or the trying the health foods in the natural food aisle at the grocery store. So over the weekend, we were at Superstore, which is where we usually get our groceries. And my favorite place in the grocery store, other than the pro 
produce section is definitely the natural foods aisle. I feel like there are so many fun things there, especially if you're someone who eats more plant-based or vegan or just tries to look for more healthy options, then the natural foods aisle is so fun. And I was walking down that aisle and I was like, you know what? I just want to try all of these. And it gave me the idea to try a series where I try a different health food product every single week and post it on sorry I had to pause there my apple watch thought that I was talking to it I am not talking to it though I'm talking to you the listener anyway so yes I started this series where I'm going to be trying out a different health food product from the natural foods aisle every single week and the first one that I started with was some nature's path maple cereal I feel like if you have a superstore or a Zares or any of those types of stores near you you know that that aisle is full of so many different products from from breakfast foods to chocolate to crackers to soups to whole foods so I'm really excited to go through that aisle and try a bunch of new products and hopefully you find them interesting too and see if you want to get the products or not next is that I started using my journals again I didn't really I okay to be honest I was really bad at journaling ever since we've gotten here. I did journal when we were in Hawaii, but then I kind of fell off the train. And so I've decided this week to get back into it because I talked about this in a few episodes ago about how I wanted to get more into doing a morning routine. And so I thought that incorporating journaling would be a good way to kind of kickstart that, adding things slowly back in. And so I have four different journals that I have purchased over the last year or so. And I would say that I'm a quarter of the way into each of them. So I've decided I'm just going to use whichever one I feel like that morning. So I have the five minute journal. I have a productivity planner. I have a self-care journal and a recharge journal, I think is what it's called. And so I've started my day with doing my journaling two days in a row now. So it's not like something that I've been doing for a super long time, but I have already noticed that I feel better throughout the day when I start my day with gratitude and with just writing my thoughts out and kind of writing out a little to-do list rather than getting right into my work and kind of going along with that I have also recently started reading in the morning again another thing that I'm trying to do to get back into into having a morning routine and so I start my mornings reading however many pages I feel like I, I don't have like a set amount but I just read a few pages while I drink my coffee and I find that again it's a great way for me to start my day I am taking in some positivity because I do read self-help books and so I feel like right away it's kind of priming my mind and my mental mindset for the day rather than getting right into into my work so I just have been feeling a lot better uh, during the afternoon and the rest of the day since I've started journaling and reading in the mornings Let's get into today's episode now, talking about why starting is the hardest part and how to overcome it. I do have some notes that I got from Google, from the Awaken the Giant Within book that I'm currently reading, and just from my own head. So I'm going to read those and then we'll get into my thoughts and our list. So having the guts to start is always the hardest part when trying to get out of your comfort zone. Starting is far more difficult than improving. 
The thought that you sh- that you probably started too late and that you'll never catch up can really put your motivation and enthusiasm to a screeching halt. You'll try to search the things you need to learn first before starting, but the thing is there will be so much more of that once you started digging. There will always be something new to learn, and before you know it, you'll be an enthusiast of something you don't even know how to do. Beginners always underestimate themselves. As soon as you decide to confront a problem, you'll realize just how much more capable you are than you imagined. Fear has an odd timing. From the moment you conceive your plan up until you actually start doing it, fear will be present. It will cease to exist the moment you take the first step, and then you realize just how useless the feeling is. We struggle with starting due to many things, but the biggest by far is fear. Fear of failing at whatever it is we desire to do keeps us stuck at the starting line. And sometimes this fear has already driven us to make a prediction that we will fail, so why bother starting? The problem is, if we consistently live our lives stuck at the starting blocks, we won't achieve anything. We won't make the changes we need to, and we won't grow. Sure, starting can be uncomfortable, we have to go head-to-head with the fears that keep us stuck. And that's scary. But once we start and gain a little momentum or, or get in the flow, we are usually pleasantly surprised at the results. You'll learn a lot more by actually doing something than by thinking about doing it. You'll learn more and improve more on painting by doing it, discovering your flaws, and using the experience to get better than getting an instructional book about painting. Sure, fear is helpful when avoiding predators, dangerous terrains, and poisonous food. It keeps us alive. Fear is necessary in those instances, but when you're doing something you love, like writing a chapter of a book or making a sketch of your new painting, you kind of have to get rid of your instinct and remind yourself that it's just a pen and paper, not a funny looking plant that can poison you to death. I hope that you enjoyed that little write up that I made slash found. And I want to do, I want to talk a little bit more about this in my own words rather than just reading it from a page. But I think that it can be so easy, especially if you're somebody like me who can be an overthinker. Before you start something new, you often, and again, this is just what happens with me. I will think about every possible scenario that could happen, good or bad, and I feel like that will often stop me from actually starting or doing the thing that I want to do. And this could also be a perfectionist mindset as well. And there are so many things. I'm going to give a few different examples here. First one will be that I recently started, or my family and I, we recently started playing tennis. And it could have been easy just to be like, but maybe I need to first like watch a video on how to play tennis, or maybe I need to go out and get the perfect outfit so that I can play tennis or the perfect shoes, or maybe I need to make sure that I'm eating just the right amount before I go play tennis. And all of these things are just kind of stopping you or delaying you from actually just starting. And of course, there could be a deeper meaning behind this. Like maybe you are scared that you're going to fail, or maybe you're scared that there's going to be a ball that gets uh, tossed at your face or whatever it is. 
maybe you don't have the athletic ability to be able to play a full hour of tennis. And this could be for other things too. Another example could be like recently I tried rock climbing and some things that could have held me back from that was, oh, but what if I can't get down? Or what if I don't know how to fall properly? Or what if I get hurt? Like these are all things that are valid fears, but are really just holding me back from just trying the thing that I want to do. Even something as simple as reading a book, it could be like, oh, but I don't know if I'm actually going to finish the book. So why would I start? Or I don't know if I'm actually going to like the book. So why would I, why would I start? And again, going back to it, these are just things that are going to delay you from just doing what you want to do. I'm going to explain this in a way that I know. So say, for example, you want to lose fat and that could be your goal. You're like, okay, I really want to lose fat, but first I need to invest in a coach and I need to buy good workout clothes and I need to have good workout running shoes and I need to buy meal prep containers and I need to get a fitness app and a whole list of things. Whereas if you had just started implementing something as simple as eating healthier, or being more active instead of putting it off because you needed to make sure that you had all of these things you could have already been making progress and of course waiting until you have that list of things is not bad it's just going to delay that progress that you could have been making so now I have some tips that again, I got from the book that I'm currently reading as well as online and some things that I came up with myself. And these are going to be tips that will help you get unstuck and to just start and stop delaying your progress with whatever goal you have. And the first one is to figure out why you are stuck. What's keeping you from taking your first step? Is it fear or something else? And yes, sometimes it can be just pure laziness. Knowing why you are stuck is a tangible step to becoming unstuck. There are many reasons why you may put off the goals that you want to achieve or procrastinate and not do those goals. And those could be that you think that the process is going to be boring. It could be a lack of belief in your abilities. It could be maybe fear and anxiety. It could be perfectionism, distractions. Or it may be that the goal that you have is something that you don't actually want. It's just something that you think you should want. So go through that list of things and there might be more that you come up with, but go through those list of things and see what it could be that is holding you back from just starting. Tip number two is to figure out why you want to do X, Y, and Z, whatever goal it is. So understanding your why for anything you do is important. Why do you want to start eating better? Is it to lower your cholesterol or is it to be able to squat your body weight? Identifying your why might help you decide if you even need to be at the starting line. I'll give an example here of why I just decided to start doing the 75 hard challenge. So I decided to do it because I wanted to prove to myself that I could and show up as the best version of myself and to make myself feel good and to feel confident. Because when I feel good and confident, I am able to show up for my family, for my friends, 
on my social media platforms as the best version of me and to be able to give value. And that is really my why is to be able to give value to people. And I know that it might seem silly being like, well, the 75 hard challenge, how is that going to affect bringing value? But to me, it does. And so even if you figure out that your why is a little bit silly or it might sound silly to someone else, figuring it out is going to be so important. Tip number three is to visualize your life with your goal done. How will you feel? What will it mean for you to have this thing done or at least started? Imagine your life with this goal complete. This type of visualization is motivating and can nudge you closer to your first step forward. So whether your goal is something big like moving to a new country or applying for a new job or losing a certain amount of weight or building muscle or something even as small as cleaning up your room or starting a new book or whatever it is, visualize what that is going to be like for you after. I feel like this is especially a little bit easier if it's something that you have done before. So say for example, you want to run a marathon. That is a big thing you wanna do. If you've already run a marathon before, you can think back to that time when you did it and visualize that feeling again. If you have never run a marathon before and that is your goal, talk to other people who have run marathons and ask them how they felt after or read books from people who have done marathons and see how they felt or go on social media and see people who have run marathons and how they they feel after and then visualize yourself in that spot and you can do this for any goal that you may have tip number four is to make a plan sometimes with more complex goals the starting point isn't always clear you could do this or that but which step is the right step get clear on what your first step is and write it down again this can apply to so many different goals whether it is wanting to lose weight or starting your own business or traveling more there are so many ways that you could start getting closer to your goal so by identifying one way that you are going to start with it's going to stop that delayed beginning because you know what you need to start with to start number five is to be accountable sometimes all we need is some accountability there have been many times I've wanted to start something and kept it to myself, but as soon as I tell a friend and know that the next coffee date will include questions about my goal, I'm much more inclined to step off the starting blocks. So this is something that I would say my family is a really big accountability for me. Also, my social media is a really big accountability for me. When I say that I am doing the 75 hard challenge or that I have a new product or a new project coming out or a recipe or a video, I have that accountability. Even if nobody is messaging me and being like, hey, aren't you doing this still? I still feel that responsibility and that accountability because I put it out there and I know that people are watching. And so this could be something that you could find in your life, an accountability partner, whether it's for working out or whether it's being an entrepreneur or whether it's saving money it could be so many different things and this could be a family member it could be a friend it could be somebody online your boss a co-worker find somebody in your life who also has similar goals and you can help each other to stay accountable even you could do this again as i said online there are so many facebook groups people on instagram 
TikTok, so many amazing options. And if you are open to it, you could start posting your journey as well. So on TikTok, you could do like day one of attempting blah, 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 day one of starting this, whatever it is. And that way you're going to stay accountable to social media, but also to yourself. Number six is to put failure into perspective. If your main reason for being stuck is fear, take some time to put that fear into perspective. Will you really fail? Will the failure be that bad? Are you risking your home and livelihood or your reputation? Of course, if there is a lot at stake, this will be difficult, but there's also a good chance you've overestimated the negative consequences of your perceived failure. I'm going to go back to that rock climbing example that I was using before. Now, I did try rock climbing one time and I did do it. I didn't always be like finish every single course that I tried. I did fail at some of them, but was it horrible? Did I die? Did I fall and break a bone? No, I just wasn't able to climb up the wall, but that's okay. It's not that big of a deal. And of course, some things are going to be a big deal, but if it's something small, then just put it into perspective. See if it's actually going to be something that is going to change your life if you do fail. Number seven is to warm up, but not for too long. Most good runners will perform some sort of warm up before a race. It helps prepare their body for what's about to happen. You need to do the same. Good preparation keeps failure on the sidelines and makes success much more likely. Now, the thing is with preparation and planning is that you want to make sure that you're not using it as a procrastination tool. So for example, think about my choreography books that I made. I could have easily just kept preparing and writing out lists of all of the songs that I wanted or making sure that I had the right fonts and everything like that. But if I didn't actually put it together and put it into a book, then I wouldn't be saying right now that I have a book to share with you. So that's the thing is you can do as much planning and preparation as you want in the world, but if you're actually not implementing it, then you're not really going to get very far. I, I hope that makes sense. So yes, you want to make sure that you're warming up and planning and preparing and that you have a good outline of what you want to do, but you need to make sure that you are taking action on it as well. And my last tip, number eight, is to just do it. You're here. You have to do the thing you want to do. No more waiting. Remember that there will be never be the perfect time to take your first step. So just do it. Apply for that job, sign up for the fitness class, tell someone about the bad habit you want to ditch, and just start. I'm going to post this list of tips on my Instagram story so that if you want to save it or screenshot it and keep it in your phone, you can. And so then the next time you want to start something and you might feel a little uneasy or a little bit nervous or scared or not sure where to start, then this would be a great place to start. I know that I'm going to keep this list handy for when I want to try something new. And with that, I'm going to end off this episode here. Thank you so much for listening or for watching. One thing I did want to mention is that since I talked about an accountability partner or being accountable, I am always here if you want to tell me your goals or what you want to achieve. I am totally open to being your accountability partner. Even if it's just virtually, I absolutely would love to support you on that. I totally believe in you. Whatever it is that your goal that you may have, 
know that you can start even with something small and it's going to create momentum and start creating change. So again, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to like and subscribe or leave a rate and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I hope to see you in the next episode.